Hi, I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and this podcast is called Create Beauty Every Day, brought to you by my studio, HookingRugs.com. After the podcast, be sure to go over to HookingRugs.com, where you can find free courses about rug hooking, learn all about our kits and supplies, and sign up for our Sunday letters. If you have time, be sure to rate and review this podcast. It means a lot. Now, on with the show. Hi, I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and today I have the honor of being with someone who uh, I've heard for many, many years, but just met recently, and her name is Cindy Church, and Cindy is a singer, and uh, would I say musician, Cindy? Yes, I play guitar and a couple of other instruments. I think of myself primarily as a singer. You think of, yeah, when I asked you, when I, when I met you recently, you said, I'm, I'm a singer. And, you know, I think it was the first time that anyone had ever introduced themselves to me as a singer. Oh, really? I think so. I'm a singer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Have you always? I've been saying it for a very long time. (laughs) So tell us about, tell us, tell us who Cindy, Cindy Church is. Well, I grew up in Bible Hill, Nova Scotia. And uh, I was thinking about this today. So I'm 62. And so I grew up, I was born in 58. And it was just a wonderful time to be a kid. And it's like your whole life existed at the end of your street. We lived on College Road. My cousins lived next door. My big old shamble elementary school was right across the street. So you played with all the kids in the area. My grandparents had a, a restaurant lunch counter grocery store at the end of College Road. So my brother and I spent most of our time there. And, uh, but, and then we had, a, 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 when we were young, my, when I was about five years old, my father built, bought a piece of, uh, a lot at Brule. Yes. On the North Island Street, built us a cottage. And so uh, when I was around five and every summer, the day after school, my mother and my brother and I hop into the car and spend the entire summer at the cottage, come back for the exhibition and uh, go back to school. But it was so wonderful. So really great. But uh, at the same time, from about the time I was 15, I was plotting and and scheming as to how to get out of Nova Scotia. I just, I felt there were bigger things out there that I wanted to see. A lot of people were going west at that time in 77. Yeah. And so I went to Edmonton for a year and then I went to Vancouver Island for six years and uh, there was kind of started singing a little bit, um, start playing bass and uh, started playing a little bit. And then a friend of mine, Nathan Tinkham, who was my partner for 15 years, had been out west working with Ian Tyson and recording Ian Tyson. It was Ian Tyson's first cowboy album he did. Mm-hmm. And he came back and I was living in Souk on the island and playing written said, do you want to do something musically? And I said, yeah. And uh, he had to go to Yellowknife to do some things. We went to Yellowknife, lived there for six months, built a cabin out on a lake, put our repertoire together and then came back down to Alberta, played as a duo for a while. Then Ian Tyson was looking to put a new band together. I passed the audition and toured with Ian and for three years all over the States, all over Canada. And um, still recorded with him many years after that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then you know, 
own solo career? Is this kind of what you're you were asking? Yeah. Rambling. No, 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 you're not rambling at all. I'm interested. That's why I'm talking to you. I, okay. Yeah, I'm interested in you. <laughs> I want to know. Um, I want to know one thing though, before you go further. When you left yeah. Nova Scotia, did you have intentions of being a singer? No, I my only intention was to get away. That's that was that was driving force. I remember I the plane ticket cost it was my first plane ride, cost about three hundred dollars. Yeah. Everybody on the plane was smoking. Yeah. And and I dollars in my pocket and that was it so that was in 1977 imagine going to the other side of the country at that age but everyone was doing it at 17 everybody was and doing having it. very contact with your parents like i just sometimes think my poor parents my god you know but yeah. so yeah so your partner nathan said do you want to do something musically and that's when you started your career yeah for seriously yeah. yeah prior to that i was being hired to play bass in little groups around the lower mainland and bc and stuff like that mm -hmm. but that's when i i started taking it seriously and yeah. when our my career began and yeah when did you when did you start calling yourself a singer because at first you were you were a band member right you were playing the bass in ian tyson's band and ian tyson for for um those of you who might not know, I think most people will know, is a very famous Canadian folk singer, probably one of the foremost Canadian folk singers, I would think. Oh, absolutely. And he and Sylvia Tyson were a very famous folk duo for in the uh, in the 60s. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was a it was a um, a real boon. It was a real experience. And yeah, it was just fantastic for me to be able to work with him. But I think I always thought of myself as a singer, even when I was playing guitar or whatever. It's just because it, it, I did it as a kid. My brother and I, my mother was a really good singer. Yep. And my brother was really musical and, and we had ukuleles and we just spent a lot of time in the basement singing mm -hmm. and playing. And if he was singing lead, I would immediately sing a harmony part and vice versa. So I've, I've just, I think I've thought of myself as a singer for a long time even before you played bass yes mm -hmm. yeah yeah and yeah for sure and then i was hired mostly i stopped playing bass with ian after a while and then i was a sing i sang in his band with him yeah as a singer and mm -hmm. uh, but it's yeah and so you also had a solo career mm -hmm. and a cool and a career as, as part and also as part of quartet yeah, so after Ian, uh, Nathan and I put together a little trio called the Great Western Orchestra with um, a mandolin player. And we did that for maybe three years. And then uh, Nathan and I decided to just pursue my career. And uh, yeah, so I, we, we, I guess I did three albums during that time, during between 1990 and 1998. And in 93, I started working with quartet, just Sylvia Tyson, at that time, Colleen Peterson, who passed away in 96. Um, so Gwen Swiss joined us then, and Caitlin Hand. So we're still going, pandemic might be the organic end of it, we'll, we'll see. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, I joined a, a part of a group called Lunch and Allen, with Marie McLaughlin, Ian Thomas, uh, Mark Jordan and myself. So 
I love working collaboratively. I would rather be part of a team uh, than working on my own. Mm-hmm. I love that experience. Is that right? You'd rather that? Which, yeah, I would. You know, I, I think of people who have these beautiful voices like you do. I think of them as all wanting uh, to be the singer, you know, but that's not true. It's not true for me. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's true for some people. Uh, my favorite thing in the world is singing harmony. It's, it's the thing about singing that I love the most, mm-hmm. you know, and especially when you're singing with good singers. And I love that having to figure out how to blend and, and changing the tone to match. And I, I, I love following someone, intuitively following someone when I'm singing harmony with them. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty good at that. I, just, I love that um, challenge. Yeah. But yeah. The favorite thing, if I could, like that, I would have loved to have been a backup singer my entire life. And I wouldn't have even cared if, if I got to uh, do anything else. So, I would love to work with, I'm with Gladys Knight. <laughs> you would have been a pip. Yeah. I'd like to be a pip. <laughs> Tell me this, like when you, I don't know much about singing. I really, I don't know much about voice really. Um, but I, I would think to be good at harmony, you'd have to be a really good listener. You do. And this is one thing that you, this is, I was mentioning, this is the very first podcast that I've done. Yes. Because I like being the person who asks everybody else questions. I know that's what I love doing. And so talking about myself is not always easy for me. But yes, you have to be a good listener and good ear and know and good intonation and be musical. And but you have to be a good listener. And, and I think of myself as being a good listener in life. And that's just part of it. That's what I was going to ask you about next. Like, does that carry over into yeah. life or it's all part of the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what was it, what was it like having a musical career? You know, how, how, what, what kind of life was, was that for you? Or no is, is that for you? Excuse me. Is that for you? I know nobody's, nobody has a, Nobody has the opportunity right now to play and sing, but so you're on a little hiatus, but in general, what's it like to have a musical career? Really fun. Yeah. Um, I love to travel, so it worked out really well for me. And when Nathan and I first started, we were living in Southern Alberta, which is beautiful in the foothills of Southern Alberta. And we lived in a little town called Turner Valley. And I like small towns. And But we were gone all the time. So you'd go away and then you'd come back and live your life there. And then you'd go on tour and then you come home. And I liked that combination for a, a lot. Well, I liked it for a long, long time. I've been doing it now for 37 years or something. Um, got to see a lot of a lot of beautiful places. I've, I know, I've seen so much of this country. I always think... I wish every Canadian had the opportunity to, to see as much of this country as I have, because it is just so spectacularly beautiful. And um, so I liked the traveling for a long time. I don't so much anymore. 
Um, it's a life where you meet a lot of people. You, you're, you're kind of, when you're a musician and, and a singer living that life, you're part of a tribe and you know your tribe yeah. when you meet them. Oh yes, you're one, yeah, yeah. I'm part of your tribe. Mm. And but did a lot of wonderful festivals and, you know, it, uh, it was really great. But I have to say, I've been loving this pandemic year. This is the first time in all of my musical life where I have not had to get on a plane mm -hmm. and uh, pack that giant suitcase of mine. And, you know, I'm just loving it. I'm loving being in one place. I love where I live. And uh, I'm not sure if I would have expected that. Yeah, it's not it like, if you love the other, it's hard yeah. to believe. That, but you know, we can love two things. Exactly. And I mean, at this point, and I mean, with both of the groups that I work with, we're all of a certain age. Mm -hmm. And we've all been doing this for a very long time. And all of us still love getting to get we love hanging out because both groups were like family yes very functional families mm -hmm. and uh, i miss that and i miss singing with everybody in the camaraderie none of us miss the travel none of you do yeah of, yeah mm -hmm. well, you know it's just not fun anymore yeah 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 and is it not fun anymore because of the changes in travel or is it not fun anymore because you're just at a point in your life where you want to settle some? I think it's both. Mm -hmm. It's both. It's both. It's such a hassle to fly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think at this point too, for, for a lot of us, you end up playing a lot of the same places because Canada, it really for being such a big country is a small country in a way. There's only so many places to play and you end up doing that over and over and over again. And yeah. And, uh, um, even though it's always wonderful to sing and play for people it's really tiring yeah you know? physically exhausting um yeah. what what uh, what were like what were some of your favorite moments that you remember like what you, you know i i look back and i can think of certain things that happened and i remember where i was and what happened and and you've had a like i've heard your name forever you know, and I've, I've heard your music forever. And um, I know uh, that there, there must be times in that beautiful, uh, in all those beautiful places that you played that really, you know, still resonate with you. And you think, my gosh, that was one amazing show. Oh, well, I have one amazing experience I can share for sure. sure. For years living in Alberta, um, I played the Edmonton Folk Festival every year. The, the uh, director would hire Nathan and I and, and lots of times David who played mandolin. If he was bringing in tradition, like um, traditional older country people, they would hire us to, to back them up and whatever. So we, we, we managed to play there you know, every year for about 10 years. And then one year quartet was playing at this festival. So the Edmonton Folk Festival is on this beautiful land, basically in downtown Edmonton. And when you're on the main stage, you're looking up at this big hill that seats about 10,000 people. And at night, it, it's just spectacular. So quartet played there in 94. And Joni Mitchell had been 
at the festival. They used to have a Thursday night show where it was a special concert and Joni Mitchell uh, was playing at it. We didn't get there in time to see her. And uh, so we were asked to be, Quartet was asked to be part of the finale at the end, the end of the night. And um, in the meantime, Joni Mitchell's boyfriend sought us out and said, no one knows this, but she is still in town and wants to be part of the uh, finale and would like to know if you girls would sing Circle Game with her. We'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Give me a minute. Give us a minute. Yeah. So, God, I mean, uh, we got together with her backstage and just kind of ran the song. She's like, yeah, that worked. Yeah. So each of us took a verse and, and I have photographs of that and I have um, CBC was recording it and so I have a cassette copy of that and I'll tell you when we went out there and we did a song and then we said now special guest Joni Mitchell that you could it, you could even hear it on the on the cassette the crowd going it's so palpable it was so palpable then and it, it still is when you hear that yeah. tape it was just, like those kind of experiences there have been so many, but that one really stands out. Yeah. And was, there are very few people who get those kinds of experiences. Yeah. Really. It's a gift at life, you know? Yeah. And no, I've just met so many interesting people and, uh, and heard so many interesting people. How do you, how, one of the things I wonder about is when you're on the road, how do you, like when you, when you get a great connection and you enjoyed meeting that person and you know you're both traveling you're both musicians and you're and you're out doing your things how are you able to maintain those connections with you know the interesting people that you meet not famous people i just mean good people yeah. that you like are you how do you maintain those do you just show up in the same city or find yourself in the same city again once in a while or well, that used to be one of the great things about those festivals. And we always used to say that because it, for musicians and, and, and bands, it was like, that's the only time you ever got to see your musical, you know, friends is because you're all at the same festival because otherwise you're just all, you know, you see somebody's poster, oh, they're there this week, you know, but uh, festivals were really good for that. But I mean, if you connect with someone, even if they're not a musician, you know, stay, stay in touch by email or back yeah. then lots of letters. I have boxes full of letters. Yeah. And yeah. Um, You're a letter writer. I used to be. Yeah. Not None of us are hardly. I know. It's a beautiful and, lost uh, art, I think. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it is. Yeah. 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 Love cursive writing. Pardon me? Love cursive writing. You know, yeah, with a good, yeah. yeah, on a nice piece of paper. It's all good. Yes. Um, so Cindy, tell us about your life now. What, what, what are you interested in now? Well, I one of, another thing that I never would have seen happen due to this pandemic is that I moved. So I moved back. I, I was living in Toronto for the last for 18 years. And then six years ago, moved back to Nova Scotia and I was in Halifax and enjoying Halifax. And, um, but my family is up here on the North shore and uh, which is my happy place. And so during summer, I started spending more time in Tadamo Bush with my family and then got a job in a sweet little arts and crafts shop. And then my young sister said, why don't you move up? And I thought, 
well, why don't I? <laughs> that would be it. Found this sweet little place in, in River John and uh, I am just so incredibly grateful and so incredibly happy being here. I can't believe it. You know, driving into morning and just, you know, that, that shore road that I love so much. Yeah. Meeting all kinds of neat people in the shop and uh, spending more time with my family. Mm -hmm. And and an interesting thing about being back in Nova Scotia now is, and I think a lot of this is because I'm here all the time now, is I'm finding great comfort in the familiarity of my roots. Mm -hmm. yeah. That I know people here who know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about Bible Hill in 1962 or places in Truro or places here you know it's I, I'm finding that so interesting and so comforting right now mm. I bet you are because I mean I remember when first hearing your music I identified you as a western singer really yeah because uh, I looked at that first yeah time. that's who I thought you were and then it was quite a while later when quartet was playing around Nova Scotia quite a bit that uh, it someone said to me well she's from Bible Hill right mm -hmm. and so I I thought oh you know, they're, they're here. Like you were often here in Halifax or uh, different yeah. places. And, and, uh, and someone said she's from Bible Hill. So for years, you really never had the opportunity to sort of identify with Nova Scotia in the same way. Oh, on the when I lived out West, I might get home. I think flying was expensive mm -hmm. and I might get home once every three years. Yeah. I would come home for a couple of weeks in the summertime. Yeah. And when I moved to Toronto, I was way, I was here all the time because it was just so easy to go back and forth. Yeah. But actually being here and uh, on this beautiful shore, I just, yeah. yeah. It is beautiful. The Northern shore of Nova Scotia is like, I don't know, I love it because, well, sometimes I come back from Halifax and I'm driving back and, you know, it's busy, 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 you know, and then you get on the pass and it's not busy anymore. Like as soon as yep. you hit the northern part, all of a sudden it's very rural, and yep. uh, you know it, it's and I and I think and then sometimes we think oh we need stronger economy here we need this and we need that but we really have something already, and uh, we do yeah and I don't want to get too crowded up here <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm sorry yeah yeah no, it really sure. Yeah, I've took drive out. So River John is very close to Cape John. Yeah, and it's just this beautiful drive out there. And and when I first went out there, I thought, oh my God, I I live here. I'm not just here for the summer and get to go. Oh, I sort of I live here. So I'm just I'm just so thrilled to be back. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're back. I want to ask you one more question about voice. Um, yeah. How? What do you? How do you feel about the sound of your own voice? I like it. Um, I like the sound of my voice. I, I like the sound of my, I don't always like hearing everything I've recorded back because I think, oh, you know, I, when I was young and, uh, you know, seeing a lot of country music, I kind of affected a, a country accent. And sometimes I go, oh, Cindy, <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> and, uh, but 
you know, when I listen to some of the recordings that I've done and recordings that I've done with those groups, I just think, oh my God. Like, I, it, I don't even think of it as being me. I just think, oh my God, that's all so beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. We can separate from it. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I like the sound of my voice. Great. Sort of comes <laughs> through you more than, is off. it's off you rather than is you yeah. in a way when you're listening to it. Yeah. Right. That's how I, that's how I feel when I'm singing. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, I, yeah, I I do love singing. I have to say that. So if I was like a fly on the wall in your house, would I hear that? Would I hear your song? You know? Wouldn't you mean? Do I spend all my time sitting here singing? No, I mean like if you were going about your day, would you be singing sometimes? Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah singing something or humming something or mm. occasionally dancing to something on the radio <laughs> i like people who dance a lot i am a terrible dancer <laughs> so many musicians are not good dancers because that right they spend all their time on stage instead of in the audience dancing <laughs> <laughs> well how can people find your music and how can people find out more about you cindy well, I have a very outdated website people could go to. Okay. Uh, um, Facebook. Um, most of my music is, all of my music actually is on iTunes. Mm -hmm. okay. Myself or Quartet or Lunch at Allen's. Okay. Um, yeah. And you can find it that way. Lunch at Allen's, Quartet, and I believe it's cindychurch.com. Yes. That, yes. Yeah, it is. It is. Great. Do you have anything else you want to tell me today before we sign off? Yes, I do. Well, another big thing, and it, it was interesting. I was thinking about this, and then I heard, I was watching one of your clips, and and here here you were and Angela were talking about the very same thing. I have throughout my life, I think I was geared more in a way to the visual arts than to like having a life in visual arts. I was wanted to be an artist when I was a kid. Drew, drew, drew all the time. And went through phases of painting and whatnot and uh, got quite absorbed in it. And I've knitted and done all kinds of things. But when I started rug hooking, my friend Debbie introduced me to the concept and maybe about two months ago and had told me about your shop. And I find so much, I was thinking I find so much meaning in this. And I mean, I'm finding so much meaning in my life right now anyway. Yep. And this is a huge part of it. And, and I try and I'm trying to think, well, how is that? But it's just that tactile, doing something that's tactile. It's kind of like painting because you're creating things and blending and changing and, and trying to make things look good. Yeah. But I'll, I just absolutely love it. I, I can't remember the last time when I, I, was just absorbed in anything for, for, oh. for a long time. So it's, I'm finding so much meaning in it. That's good. There is a lot of meaning in it, you know? Yeah, how is it? Like yeah, there's yeah. a lot of meaning in your voice and there's a lot of meaning in harmony and there's a lot of meaning in writing music and in lyrics. There's a lot of writing in, rug, there's a lot of meaning in rug cooking and, and, and in any making any art, right? It's the same yeah. as any other art. There's, I mean, it, it depends on what you put into it, but you know if you're off that nature for sure it yeah there it's full uh, and i think really rug hooking 
like I couldn't sing harmony before my life depended on it but rock hooking I can make harmony do you you, you know it, it ha- harmo- mm-hmm. harmony is a very important part of making something beautiful that's absolutely right mm-hmm. absolutely right and you do it beautifully so <laughs> and you do too and so but uh what I'm saying is you know how to do it and if you know how to do it in one place you learn how to do it in another just that much more quickly I think I agree with that. And I mean, it is part of being a creative person. I mean, and, and it's so funny. So many people say to me, oh, I'm not creative. Well, yes, you are. You, you might not be creative as a singer or as a painter, but you're creative in something. Like how you live your life could be, you could be doing it creatively. I mean, people don't have a very narrow view of what creativity means and being creative. And it, they do have a really narrow view. I agree with you. Yeah it's it covers way more territory yeah it's way broader and i think i mean i think just human human ingenuity of how you know how you splice something together to make something work yeah you know when i think of like you know my father and how he would use black electric tape and i mean uh, to put together two chords to fix something very creative I think yeah absolutely absolutely and and just in living and he would never have said he's a creative person you know and most people think that way but I think just like just to get along you got to be pretty creative that's right (laughs) yeah and to live day by day (laughs) yeah yeah it's true yeah I really enjoyed talking to you and I'll see you again because I go to Tatamagush that's one of my little day trips I'll drop in and see ya Please do. Yeah. And I'll see you up there because I, I'm coming up this week to get more things. <laughs> Good. You're committed to rep cooking. I'm glad. I'm glad you have that. And I hope that I hope that none of your bands do come to an organic end. I hope that's not true. I hope that you continue to make music and to sing because that makes people happy. Yes, it does. And uh, and it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. It's important. Yeah. So that's Cindy Church with me today. And Cindy is a beautiful singer. And you can find her music at cindychurch.com and on iTunes and wherever you find your music, probably you'll see Quartet and Lunch at Allen's and Cindy Church. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Dan. And this podcast was brought to you by hookingrugs.com. Go on over there and sign up for my um, Sunday letters or get a free course on rug cooking. See you later.